Hello everyone. So welcome to episode 20 of Data Rate with Walid. It's a special episode because it's an issue-based episode. It was somewhat impromptu because I I asked our our guest uh, Sarah Bagharib only four days ago, probably uh, around there. And it's basically due to the incident that that I'll talk about in a while uh, while I wait for her to come on and. Uh, before that, so today is the twentieth episode. So every season, hi, hi, fear cross. Uh, so every every episode, every season will have ten episodes. So tomorrow we'll have another episode with Professor Chiran George, discussing the state of the media in Singapore. So that's episode twenty one, season three, just for marketing purposes. Uh, and we will have a couple more in the next week. Uh, one of them with Angie, uh, but I don't wanna, I don't wanna uh, jump the gun yet. So, so today we will have a discussion with uh, Miss Sarah, Miss Sarah Bagarib, and it is essentially on the incident that went viral. I, I'm just looking at her Instagram profile, her her post uh, about the incident, about the People's Association incident. Uh, it got about what seventeen thousand, probably seventeen thousand. Uh, likes, yeah. So seventeen thousand eight hundred likes. That's that's phenomenal, right? Numbers that I can only dream of. So uh, obviously the incident struck a chord. So what exactly happened? She will share more. So let me just set up the the session first. So essentially there was a there was a banner uh, in Radin Mas SMC single member constituency, and. Uh, there was a standee there of Sarah and her husband during their wedding. So that was the wedding picture, and somehow the faces were cut off. Uh, and then there was a bigger uh, picture of the MP behind wishing Slamat Hari Raya uh, to the constituency, cons- constituents, and in the constituency. So, uh, if you are familiar with your own constituencies, you would know that every single constituency in Singapore has a version of it. In some, you see. Uh, a bit more of an obnoxious display, I guess, by the parliamentarians on wi- on whichever party, and you see their faces and their uh, their pictures are much bigger than others. So I've I've been around uh, the island and I've seen there's there's variation. So for some, uh, I I know for Speaker Tan Chuan Jin, uh, for instance, he's you know he's very media savvy, social media savvy. So he's the banners in his constituency usually with him and some residents. No, in Tampines is not the case. If you see, you will see <laughs> the five MPs. Their pictures are huge, uh, 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 everywhere, almost everywhere. So, so that part, that part is somewhat normal or has been normalized. However, the usage of the wedding picture, first of all, is not appropriate for Hari Raya, and second of all, it was done with without her permission. So she. She wrote something which was really quite, uh, quite eloquently written. I think uh, articulately, articulately written. Yes. So Bayam King is everywhere in our estate, but not just not just him. All five MPs uh, in uh, Tampines, and you see, uh, he, uh, she, Sarah was basically saying that uh, she used some some really strong words, and she said that. There were theatrical elements uh, for clownery, for um, an amusement, referring to the wedding picture being inappropriately uh, used. At least it was culturally insensitive. And the the People's Association eventually uh, apologized. Uh, so I want to read uh, the PA's apology first, and then uh, we can discuss this later. And I don't want to misquote them. So the they said that there can be no excuse for breach of uh, copyright. So this is the MP saying there can be no uh, excuse for the breach of copyright, and the decoration should not have been allowed uh, to be put up. PA said that the vendor. So they apologized, uh, and then PA said the vendor came up with the concept and design for the decorations. Unfortunately, in doing so, they downloaded and used Miss Sarah Bagarib's photo from an online source, and then used it for a cutout standee. So it seems, it seems, that uh, the apology was shifting the blame to the vendor, right? It was shifting the blame to the vendor. So I, I, I thought that 
since okay since sarah is at in the thick of things and this incident is not just about sarah and a breach of privacy uh if it was about that i wouldn't ask her i wouldn't ask her on but this is more than that is about multiculturalism it's about accountability in some uh, some way so that's why i thought uh, let's hear from the hostess mouth uh, and i think sarah i don't know whether you are on you can <laughs> hashtag sorry not sorry i think what shreya is saying is uh, i think shanas uh, said as well i think a lot of people were thinking that uh, are thinking that so i definitely have my own thoughts on on the ap- apology as well Uh, so Sarah, if you are on, can you send me a request? Okay, she has sent me a request. Let's have her on. By the way, we are having it at 10 p.m. instead of a hi, 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 Sarah. No. Hello, hi. hello, hi. How? Can you hear me? Can okay. You? I I can hear you very well. Can you hear me? I can. I can. I can hear you. Okay. So I as I was saying, I. Uh, we are having this session at 10 p.m. Uh, because Sarah puts her daughter to sleep at 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, she's a good parent, so my son is still awake. Uh, and we're awake <laughs> for a couple of hours. I have my husband uh, so... to thank tonight to <laughs> okay. help put her to sleep a bit more while I brace uh, myself for this. So <laughs> okay, okay. So firstly, I think uh, just personally, I think I would like to thank you for. Not just this session, but for putting yourself out there, I think not many people have done done that, and I think it really sparked a, a good conversation amongst uh, Singaporeans, amongst many Singaporeans at least. So thank you for that, and I always have the utmost respect for people who do the harder thing. You know, speaking truth to power. You know, speaking truth is is hard, but it's not as hard as speaking truth to power when when there are things at stake. <laughs> So I I would like to commend you and thank you for that. So maybe Sarah, before we get to the incident, maybe can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, so so the audience knows. Yeah. My my followers know who you are. I mean, your followers obviously. <laughs> Yeah. Sure, yeah. of course. Um, I'm Sarah. I am a communication specialist uh, for an international humanitarian aid organization. Um, that's my full-time job. I also run a side business, a media company um, called Crazy Cat, which is um, a media platform that helps to empower everyday women, help them shine, build their confidence through um, digital content, events, and also workshops. Uh, I'm also a mom to a toddler. She's studying. Two this week, um, oh, yeah, and, and thank when, you. When is that? When is that? <laughs> On Sunday. Okay. Yeah, right. and I'm also, I guess, an advocate for a lot of different things, a lot of different causes, and one of them is um, for greater minority representation. Okay, yeah. so it's coincidental, perhaps, or it's divine intervention. Or divine intervention. That you were the one. Yeah, you were the one. Uh, then uh, to be involved in this because I was I was talking to my missus as well uh, just now and it's yeah why of all pictures it it had to be you right uh, and I mean I mean I, I'm I'm glad uh, in some ways uh, it was for for the broader society not for yourself as well I mean obviously you have been thrusted into the national spotlight and I mean it's not a nice thing or a nice way to be thrusted into the national spotlight <laughs> yeah no. so maybe uh, you. You can tell us more about the incident and its timeline. I don't know whether you heard uh, my preamble. So I did, did I, did. I get anything wrong or did I miss anything? No, no, not quite. Um, I mean, yeah, I think most of you who are who who joined us this evening um, know more or less what has happened. I first got to know about this through Instagram. Actually, two of my friends, um, they fold. You know, they have a mutual. Um, a friend that they follow who happened to be in, you know, in Tiongbaru Orchid where the stage is and where, you know, the standee was, um, the banner <laughs> is, right. the whole shebang, um, you know, the <laughs> coconut tree and the, all of it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so happened that that's, you know, obviously my, our, you know, my photo, my husband um, and I, our photo. Um, and they recognize that, you know, that's a photo from my wedding. Um, and they just, you know, reached out and was like, hey, I think that's you. And And that's really the only how I found out about it. I wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, so I actually 
sat on it for a few days before deciding on on what to do. Um, you know, I talked to my husband about it, talked to my family members, because again, you know, um, we could have just asked PA quietly to take it down. Right. And they would have, right? Right. Um, but in, you know, reflecting on what happened and again, just thinking about, okay, why of all people that this happened to me, the very person who's been advocating, um, you know, specifically about having in greater minority representation, cultural appropriation and, and all of that as well. And, and just about like a month ago, I think I posted on Instagram as well about another um, organization in Singapore that was doing, you know, have this mentorship program and it's more or less like a national program as well, but um, all their mentors, except for one, um, were all Chinese. And so it's, you know, for me, it's like, okay, if you're, you, you know, you, you're trying to um, promote, I don't know, or, or cultivate more female leaders, for example, then you should also be representative of all women in Singapore. Um, so that was something I just brought up like a month ago. And then I saw this and I'm like, oh, okay, could this, you know, why is this happening specifically to me? Um, and, you know, talking again to my husband, um, you know, and we realized, I mean, for me, all, you know, being a mom has truly um, re, really uh, re revised, uh, changed, renewed yeah, my sense of purpose and a lot of all that I do right now really is to try to create a better world or better Singapore for her um, and I thought okay mm. this could be one of the ways that I really highlight um, what's completely wrong on so many levels with this um, right. and highlight this publicly as well and, and start and not start mm. honestly continue um, the conversations that are already online um, you know that platforms such as Minority Voices have already um, been having lip-up conversations so many of these platforms have already been having about um, yeah the need for um, greater minority representations about racism and, and all of that so yeah, that's why I decided to do right. to okay. it publicly. Okay, thank you, thank you. So there are a couple of uh, interesting comments that I want to uh, read out. Uh, and by the way, uh, please keep the questions coming. So I have one uh, a question uh, which says that what is our response to uh, Suhaimi Yusuf's uh, comments? So there's a question that came in uh, and that person said uh, that uh, he or she, I, I don't know who, who it was, uh, feels that uh, Suhaimi was mansplaining, but we'll we'll get we'll get to that in a while. But there are a couple of interesting comments. But before that, it's 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 fascinating to hear that uh, parenting has such being a parent has such a profound impact on you. Yeah, because I I need to reevaluate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're really doing my... <laughs> it consciously, subconsciously. I need to reevaluate um, my own parenting experience. So. Uh, so there is a there is a comment. Is Sarah's Songket background intentional? Hundred points oh, for subtext. I, I knew that was going to come out somehow. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I, I live with my in-laws and this is yeah, wonderful right. taste. Uh, my father-in-law okay. you know, this and this up. Okay. So no, not so, intentional. So there is a comment by somebody who has been there, done that. Raisa Han. She says, thank you for being so open about your experience. So, so that's, that's really nice. Uh, and there's another one that, uh, that is quite intriguing, right? And it's probably true. Or, I mean, we don't know. We cannot speculate, but maybe it's true. So it probably means just that uh, it has happened many times before. It's just that the flow has finally been interrupted by someone eloquent and insistent enough. And I guess that's the value of making it public, right? Because if it's, if it's done privately, we don't know whether it would have the same impact the next time, right? So, so for instance, right, I'm quite confident that the brown face, uh, a brown face incident would not happen again, or at least in the same manner it did uh, after Pretty Places intervention in, the, uh, in what happened two or three years ago. And probably moving forward, something like this would not happen to the same degree, or at least uh, at a lesser frequency. So, uh, so I think we have uh, you to thank for that. So, so let's get to the more, let's get to the slightly tougher questions, right? So, yeah. so some people. And, yeah, no, and but I while it, this, if I can. Yeah, 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 sure. Carry on, carry on. No, if I can see as well, um, you know, I think last year, just last year, something similar happened as well. We had a former MP who, you know, wore a hijab um, for a high raya greeting too. Um, and that also sparked conversations. Um, but the fact that it happened again, 
you know, it just shows that I guess there wasn't much, um, you know, reflection done. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, what are the processes in place that this is still happening? Um, yeah. Yeah. So you are, you are referring to Libiwa uh, yeah. wearing the hijab for her. Yeah, yeah. So this was 2020-ish, I think, uh, yeah. around there. Yeah, that's, probably that's pre-COVID. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So uh, there, there have been some people who have said this, um, that, you know, PA already apologized, right? So what else? What else does Sarah want? What else do minorities want, right? Why are minorities so sensitive, right? And I saw this comment uh, quite a bit. I mean, not not a lot, but I saw this sporadically. Uh, so what? how would you respond uh, to that? What is it exactly that you wish to achieve? Uh, or are you just being too sensitive? You know, it's the standard one, right? Is the if we cannot take a joke, right? Oh, why are you so sensitive, right? When people yeah. make a, a racist joke, right? Yeah. So, yeah. what what is it that you wish to achieve? I mean, honestly, if this happened with just any other, I don't know, private organization, I mean, yeah, sure, it is important to still, you know, raise awareness about why it's wrong. But the very fact that this happened by a government agency and a government agency, a government body that was established for the very purpose of promoting racial harmony and build social cohesion in Singapore. It's just really, really, really not acceptable. Um, and the fact that it's, you know, hasn't, this isn't the first time as well. So yeah, what do I want? I want to, for them to have greater tangible accountability. What does it even mean? Like, what did this apology really mean? What does taking responsibi responsibility really mean? Um, what are the next steps that you take to make sure this doesn't happen again? It's so easy to pay lip service and just say, oh yeah, I promise it won't happen again, but it has happened. And, and, and I think, you know, this whole talk about, you know, minorities being so sensitive. I mean, look at what's been happening in the past couple of days with the blatant racism that's been going on. You know, it's, it's, it's years and years and years, I think, of just um, pushing for greater racial tolerance um, and, and just dismissing um, the real lived experiences of minorities and discrediting our reality. And again, we're not we don't want to be divisive. We're not here to tell you how it is for us to be, to, to I don't know, incite racial disharmony or whatever it is. It's not. I think, you know, me just talking like this, it's exhausting to feel like we right. have to justify and say this again and again and again. And I think um, we just really need to move beyond that, to move beyond this superficial understanding of um, the, the, our differences, essentially. I think it's just you know, the constant gaslighting as well, you know, right. people saying that, I mean, me saying, you know, sharing my experiences and have people say, oh, you're being too sensitive, that's gaslighting. That's making, trying to make me doubt my reality or my truth. And instead of doing that, maybe take a step back, reflect, or maybe have some, mm. you know, empathy, I guess, you know, it's, right. and, and for me, just thinking about all that's happened and reflecting <laughs> about all of this is just making me realize that, you know, this could really possibly be an emotional response to something really uncomfortable. Um, and this is because, you know, it is uncomfortable to talk about race. It is uncomfortable to acknowledge that, um, yeah, that, you know, what you have known all your life or what you've been, you've conditioned to know about race and racial harmony and racial tolerance is not exactly what it is. Um, mm. You know, it's not comfortable and it's confronting. So, um, but before you react, you know, I guess, you know, as, as a society, we should just take a step back and listen. Right, right. Okay. Thank you for that. So, so basically what you want to see is at least some assurance. What are the next steps that you, the PA and other grassroots organizations would take to ensure that such a thing doesn't happen again? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. What are, firstly, what are the policies that are in place? Because right. how did the breach happen? I mean, the policies were, were in place and yet, you know, there, there are obviously flaws there, right? There's, some, there's definitely right. something wrong there because firstly, you know, there's that infringement of privacy um, and copyright. And then there's right. also, um, yeah, cultural appropriation or just that superficial understanding of Hari Raya. Um, and we can, right. again, unpack you know, all of, of that in itself, um, you know, yeah. the display itself, which I think um, we both saw um, Alfie and Saad, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, that, was, that was brilliant, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah. like, 
not just Malay, not just Malays celebrate Hari Raya. There's so many yeah. other races. There are Indian Muslims, there are Arab the, Muslims who also celebrate. Do you Hari do you want to say and, and do you want to say something about that, Sarah? Because I mean, I uh. I mean, I don't know you personally, but I assume you are Arab from from your surname. So, or what do you identify as, or why was there an yeah. added dimension for you uh, as to why this oh, yeah. incident mattered? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for for asking and giving me the space to talk about this as well. I mean, this is something that's honestly been triggering and confronting mm -hmm. just racial identity and talking about race because um, I think I just. We just shared this on my Instagram today as well. This, you know, the CMIO model and how, um, for me, being categorized as others because, yeah, my dad's Arab. So, you know, on, on IC and race, it's Arab. My mom is, you know, um, half Japanese, half Minang. So I'm a mix of a, a lot of different things, but just categorized um, as others. And I think, you know, when we talk about representation of minorities, there are minorities within minority communities as well. And I think for me, you know, we've been part, or rather my community have been part under uh, Malay Muslim, rather. And I think it's just, yeah, seeing this, it's, and reflecting on all of this have, um, yeah, just forced me to really confront my racial identity, what I identify with and all of that. And it's, uh, it's just, it's just something that's constantly, um, right? Yeah, it's something I constantly think about, and yeah, there are different layers, and I honestly am still making sense of it. Um, right, you know, right. I'm thirty this year, and I'm still making sense of it. Right. Um, so yeah. 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 So I guess I mean we are in similar positions in that way, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm Indian Muslim, but I speak Malay. So culturally, yeah. I'm a mix of Malay and Indian culturally, although I yeah. identify myself as Indian. So, I mean, in this, I mean, it's not, it's not that confusing for you existentially, right? Because people exist multiple identities, right? But yeah. for a lot of other people, <laughs> it's confusing, right? They, they will, I had a neighbor, right? Oh, the previous neighbor, right? For after, after 10 or 15 years of living there, he still wished me happy Dipavali, even after I told him. Ah, no, 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 I don't celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, this, uh, these are perhaps the the nuances, of, not, right? Yeah, the nuances the that are lost, perhaps in the CMIO model. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the intersections for sure. So, uh, so uh, I just wanted to read a comment from Atika, just just in the uh, mm -hmm. interest of fairness, because uh, she said that uh, Libiwa actually visits Masjid Ahmad Ibrahim. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that as every well. Year, every year wearing the hijab, so it wasn't a one-off. Uh, post the yeah. performative thing, so I think that does change things a little. Uh, knowing that I didn't know that, I didn't know that, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. But I mean, if you want to wear the the hijab and celebrate it, then maybe I don't know in Parliament advocate for hijabi women um, who you yeah, know, yeah. who face yeah, for sure. for who sure. can't you know yeah, um, yeah. work in the in public service or in a hijab. All of that. So yeah. there's so many, you know, different layers to yeah. that as well that should be talked Absolutely. about. It should be discussed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, no, no disagreements there. So, uh, so before I move on to uh, to the next question, so I, I mean, I I recently got to know uh, of your work uh, just just a few weeks before uh, this incident, and I really I really enjoy your commentary. Although I I have to say there was one thing that almost made me want to cancel this live session. Uh, I thought it was quite egregious. Uh, and that's, you You went on TikTok a few days ago or a few weeks oh, ago? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first TikTok. Okay, it's fine. I guess that's, uh, that just tells me that even smart people sometimes do silly things, right? So. <laughs> well, you said that you also had, you know, one I agree. <laughs> I agree. That is a silly thing. Yeah, that's, that's an embarrassing moment. But okay. Anyway, so. Uh, Embrace so, the times, Walid. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So, uh, who gets to speak for minorities, right? So, uh, because I mean, you obviously are speaking for a section of minorities, right? So, uh, but you are not, you do not purport to speak for every minority, right? Uh, and I mean, it's it's not possible for for you to do that as well. And I think also we must not pretend like there is a minority. Uh, minority type, right? That 
this is the minority, the model minority that can speak for every single minority group, right? Because there are different groups, uh, different interests, different personalities in uh, the minority communities, right? So who gets to speak for minorities and who are the minority elites, I guess, right? So uh, I guess Suhaimi Yusuf was speaking and what he was saying probably represents a segment of minorities as well. Maybe maybe not in our age group. I, uh, our, I say our age group broadly speaking. <laughs> right? <laughs> so our age group, probably not our age group, uh, but I'm sure there are minorities who think like him uh, as well. So have, yeah. you, have you thought about that? And, then, and you are now probably being put in a position of being a, someone who is an elite in a different way, right? Not, not the conventional one, mm. but because you have a platform and you have a voice. So who mm. gets to speak for minorities? Okay, so I see this as a, like two separate approaches. Like for me, you know, if I, I, I really want to approach it um, from a place where, uh, you know, there shouldn't just be one representative for a minority community or group of people who represent minorities because, again, I believe in the power of collective voices. Um, you know, all of us have a voice and, and most of us ethnic minorities, we have you know, experience some form of microaggression or if not blatant racism, you know, some have unfortunately experienced even racist attacks. And I think from that place, I feel that all of us, you know, should share about our experiences and not, you know, to be divisive, but to really raise awareness of um, our unique lived experiences that can help with this conversation. Um, because collectively, like, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't go against that. I think if all of us share, um, you know, it's, it's, it's harder to ignore is what I'm saying. So I think, you know, from, from there, I think all of us, if we can, you know, even you know, as equal stakeholders of this country, of this nation, we should be able to openly share about our lived um, and personal experiences respectfully. Um, I think I need to add that as well. We can do this respectfully and we should. Um, but apart from that, I hear what you're saying about, I, I, you know, minority elites or privileged minorities, right? Like whether it's, you know, um, minorities with financial privilege, the middle upper class, or if it's privileged in a sense of someone who has a platform, you know, if you're a celebrity or public figure, um, should they, do they represent minorities? Should they represent minorities? I think in, in that, for, for those with a platform who are celebrities, maybe it's just, you know, I guess that's just their you know how they say like with, with great power comes great responsibility like that. I don't know if they should have the responsibility, but they should be mindful and conscious that because they have a platform, what they say can influence. Um, and I think, yeah, that's, that's really important to note as well. Um, and those who are privileged minorities, I guess. I mean, I consider myself a privileged minority. I'm not going to shy away from that. Um, and I think there are other people who have um, shared this before, you know, that they come from a place of privilege. Um, they should, you know, use use that, you know, use the privilege to, to shine the spotlight on those who are less privileged, who, who don't really have a voice. Um, yeah. And, but I, and I know like this, you know, I've, I've seen, I think it was Raisa herself um, during what yeah. happened to her. I was going to mention yeah. Raisa as well. Yeah. So she yeah, mentioned yeah. about yeah, yeah. how she comes from a place of privilege and she was attacked yeah. just for that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was strange. It was strange, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. Like people, because it's, they've just decided, you know, that, um, you know, you are a bad person and you are doing this mm. to be divisive and whatever you do right, is right. just wrong without taking a step yeah. back and realize, you know, hey, this yeah. is someone who actually has the intention to help. You know, she recognizes her right. privilege, you know, um, and just wants to use it for good. Why can't people just right. accept that that's exactly. a good thing? And and what else would you want from a privileged person other than to acknowledge that privilege and use that privilege to advance certain causes, right? Well, I mean, what else could a privileged person do, right? I mean, so I just found that line of attack against Raisa a bit desperate. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, thanks for bringing that up. So I, I also wanted to comment a little. I don't know, I don't know what you feel about uh, Suhaimi Yusuf's uh, statement. Because he was far more forgiving, probably, than, than you, and, you or I. Uh, and he said uh, that, I'm paraphrasing, okay, I'm paraphrasing. He mm -hmm. said something along the lines of, you need to look at the intent of the mistake, right? You need to look at the intention of the person committing the mistake. 
which of course matters intention matters but uh, and he said if uh, something along the lines of if if his son did something accidentally he wouldn't be too harsh uh, on uh, on that person so uh, i mean i get that i get that but i think i think his analogy was completely off right so if his son was 56 years old and his son's sole purpose in life is to uh, create racial harmony and his son uh, made a mistake and then blame it on his friend i think that would have been a better analogy right uh, because he was saying as if oh pa is just some random jew on the street right it's not yeah. pa yeah. is not that right so i think i understand and you know he is a much funnier person he understands yeah. comedy and humor better than i ever can right and there are different i'm just analyzing it politically there are different types of comedy right there are some mm -hmm. types of comedy that are uh, engaged in resistance right uh, and mm. I, not all comedy needs to do that uh, but i i definitely prefer that kind of comedy but i just felt i just felt like i always have this problem you know when you are punching up are uh, you are punching down and not punching up i always have that problem right so uh, that that is how i would say uh, that is how i would analyze his comments i don't think no i know uh, i mean the other way to 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 do it is men's planning and that i think him being a man or him being elderly uh, not elderly older than us <laughs> i mean it doesn't <laughs> doesn't take yeah. away his right to comment on an issue no, because he's a minority as well he's a minority yeah. as well so he has yeah. every right to comment uh, yeah. and every singaporean has a right to to comment in this uh, as well it's just that i think his comments were off uh, in this particular area. and also i felt like you know i want to see that same gusto you know, when when there is actual when you have to punch up right mm -hmm. when you have to punch up if you punch up equally as much as you punch down then i would take your punching down it's it's more, much more palatable yeah. to me i yeah. mean that's that's what i would say i don't know if you have any comments on that i have a lot i don't know okay yeah begin. sure okay. <laughs> <laughs> um honestly his i mean first when i saw his meme that was hilarious and i thought great 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 comic relief right um and then i read his interview and that was just that threw me off completely honestly and um he i'm just going to say it as it is he may not have had the intention to do so because he may not have the awareness maybe of you know saying some of these things or doing the interview or what he said but that was gaslighting and that was gaslighting to a whole other level because he's a public figure and a minority and that completely threw me off because you know he, again he may not have that intention um but he did say that you know oh something again i'm paraphrasing as well but something along the lines of how um like okay you can take 10 or 20 minutes to you know be upset about it and then move on was something that oh, oh did he say that well. did he yeah. say that oh okay yes. oh wow so so to yeah and i thought i, I thought that was it just wasn't right and again he may not have had the intention to personally attack me or my husband or whatever it is and he was just making comments of uh, you know from the perspective of an ethnic ethnic minority because i said from the start this is this is an ethnic minority issue and he has like you said um uh, the right to talk about it but there wasn't any you know this have this doesn't happen to him um personally you know it happened to me and i think that's something that people tend to forget um not just in this instance but just any specific um Uh, you know any incident as well forget the people who went through it uh, who, who were, had to, yeah who were directly who were, yeah directly but the who were hurt by it i was hurt i was hurt by all of this and to read you know that comment discrediting or belittling um how i've processed this or how i should and telling me you know how i should or shouldn't yeah. do it and then yeah, saying the that no this is, is not is a strange yeah Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what I read. I think you can pull okay, that wow. out as well. Wow, um, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, that was, yeah, it, it really threw me off. Um, and again, you know, if someone from a place of um, privilege, you know, having a platform, being a public figure, um, I think should just be more mindful um, of this as well. Right. Okay. So I'm just reading the comments. There's a lot of love for you. 
uh, there's not uh, too much love for me uh, about my comments about TikTok. So, so I will, I will, I'll do the the PA way. Okay, I'll stand corrected on that, and I shall, <laughs> I shall not comment on it. That uh, is a lot I, of love for you. I don't want to lose followers over TikTok. Okay, so, so if you had one chance, right, Sarah, to to speak to the organizing committee now, what would you say? Um, what would I say? I would say, you know, if you can, you know, have you really internalized this? Um, have you had like honest reflections about this? Um, the apology itself to me didn't weigh much at all. Um, and again, I'm saying this and, you know, allowing more gaslighting to come to me and like, you know, why am I pushing for? What more do I want? What more am I pushing for? Um, but yeah, I think I'd ask them, you know, do they recognize um, exactly their position of power, the position to influence, the position to really listen and um, yeah, like really create you know, safe spaces for not just minority communities, but just all of Singapore to to talk honestly about race, um, openly and honestly about race. Um, you know, do they, you know, have they really reflected on their mission um, and what mm. that means? Um, because all of this and not, you know, just not the incident itself, but how you know their statement how they apologized um and also just you know if they can take a look at some of the comments i i chose not to read most of the comments but i friends mm. who told me about them um and just you know realizing that this you know it's an issue that needs to be fixed it needs to be corrected it needs to be addressed and they are in a position to be able to facilitate that um yeah i just hope that they can recognize um all of it really and that right. how to, to be a big part of this. All right. So, yeah. okay. Thank you for that. Uh, thanks for that. So, uh, there's uh, Sophia Kra actually uh, quoted what Swami Yusuf said. Of course, you can be tense and angry, but not for too long. After 10 or 20 minutes, analyze and take a look at the crunch of the issue. Probably he meant crux of the issue. But anyway, so uh, moving on from Swami Yusuf, right? I always feel like there is this tendency for people to dismiss uh, the the opinions of minorities or women or female mm. minorities minority females by by saying that oh don't be too emotional right when uh, I think being the antonym of being emotional is not uh, is not irrational right uh, mm. the antonym of emotional is not rational right the antonym of Rational is irrational, not emotional, right? You, you can and should be emotional on many issues, right? I mean, if you're not emotional, and these are the same people, right, who would get emotional over far less, right? People who tell us that we shouldn't get emotional, they get emotional over far less, right? When their football club loses, which is a perfectly valid reason to be emotional, <laughs> right? But then they would tell others, oh, we shouldn't get emotional, we should get emotional. But being emotional doesn't mean that uh, we would act in irrational ways, right? And in fact, emotion is a necessary part of activism. Right? If you are not emotional about something, there's no way you would do something about it, right? You would just accept status quo. Yeah, so I, I, always felt, I always feel that when people are throwing that, I mean, it's a lazy way to dismiss people's concern by saying, oh, don't be emotional, don't be emotional. Right? I know I get that and I'm sure you get that. Oh, uh, gosh, uh, I yeah, get yeah. that. And you, but, you, know, you, yeah, yeah. Brought up, you brought up the whole issue of being a woman in all of right. this as well. And that's, again, you know, yeah, I don't know, again, if what his intentions were, but... You know, we're talking, referring to Suhaimi, but yeah, there's definitely some form of um, gender, you know, issue surrounding seeing through a gendered lens through all of this as well. And um, yeah, I think, you know, being a woman, it's, yeah, it is an emotional thing. But again, like this didn't just happen to me. It happened to my husband and right. I, and he's obviously not a woman. Um, you know, um, he may be less emotional about it, but it's just you know, his build up right. and his makeup. And I'm just naturally a, a, a really emotional person. Um, and and I think, you know, what's, you know, emotions, are, you know, it's, it's my strength. I think that's one of it, you know, being able exactly. to empathize, being able to take a step back, reflect, 
um, and think before I react, I think. Um, so I think, you know, when people say I'm being emotional or I'm reacting emotionally or whatever, actually there's a lot of, I, me reacting emotionally wouldn't be this, <laughs> wouldn't be mm. the responses uh, right, right. that I've posted yeah, yeah. that I've shared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're right. actually quite calculated as well. Um, you know, so, so yeah, um, yeah, I think all of us, a lot of us are emotional. And I think the biggest emotion that minorities and ethnic minorities feel is exhaustion. Um, and just, you know, in Malay, we say penat, really penat. And, and yeah, what, what, how long more, you know, it, it's like a roller coaster. It's like sometimes this happens, it blows up, and then, you know, it dies down, and then it happens again. But mm. we can actually use this in a, as an opportunity to... Um, yeah, do something about it, you know, because, especially because this happened to PA. I think they can and should use this as an opportunity to facilitate real, honest conversations about race, you know. Um, use this opportunity to um, engage uh, platforms, people, individuals, communities that are already talking about this. You know, like I mentioned earlier, minority voices, lay conversations, so many others. Uh, I'm just mentioning the ones that I, I follow um, as well. So yeah, this is a real chance for them to do that. Right, right, and I, I think, I think what you said that, I mean, it, it, it hits the nail on its head, right? Because if this was the only time such an incident happened, right, then, then yeah, maybe even then, I'm not sure whether you, you are making a big deal out of it, right? But, but maybe those criticisms could, uh, would, would uh, have more weight to it, right? But it's a series of incidents over. I mean, this is, this is not at all new. I mean all I, I, okay i cannot say all but many minorities have gone through a lesser version of this in their lives right so i'll give you i'll give you an example right so there was once when i was reporting for my first day at work uh it was a different i, I cannot tell which which employer it is but uh so my first day then the person just said to me uh so there were two two new people who were coming in so uh, both Indians, so you know where I'm going with this, right? So the mm -hmm. person actually said to me, are you this person or are you the other Indian person? I cannot tell, I cannot uh, differentiate between the two of you, right? Just, just, just say it uh, outright, right? So uh, right to my face, right? And I mean, just uh, the night, the night uh, before Hari Raya, right? So I was with my brother uh, at uh, my mom's void deck uh, and... Somebody came down to us and just came to us, confronted us, and said, uh, excuse me, do you guys speak English? All right. That's the first thing the, the guy said. And, you know, these are the things that <clears throat> happen to us on a, I won't say regular basis, but it's, it happens to us enough. It happens to us yeah. enough. So there, yeah. there is a, there's an excellent comment by Z, uh, which says that... Uh, uh, wait, let me. There are so many comments. So, Z no, said, We are so scared of, of anger as an emotion, but anger at social issues is a healthy reaction. I absolutely agree. So, mm -hmm. there was a question by Fadila, apparently, but I've missed it. Uh, but Celine said that building on Fadila's question, what can members of the majority do in addition to listening more openly and deeply? Yeah. Uh, do, you want, do you want to take a shot? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so she asked, what would it take for there to be real change? Um, right. Going back to the question of who can speak on behalf of minorities, does it require someone from the majority group for something deeper to happen? Um, I think I think definitely allyship is a huge part of the equation. For sure, 100%. And, on, 100%. and honestly, um, you know, just this, going through this experience, I cannot be any more grateful i mean yeah to to allies who you know have you know used their voice to talk about this to some of them have fought trolls on my comments as well it's i think you know seeing this made me realize even more that you know this issue is not just a minority issue i mean the, the issues of you know that minorities face and microaggressions and all that is not just a minority issue but a singaporean for sure. issue for sure as well sure. you know we are all equal stakeholders of the society um yeah. you know the singaporean society we should all you know play our part I mean, as you know minorities we share what is going on what hurts us what continuously exhausts us um as you know the majority allies you know thank you so much for using your voice to to highlight um, why it's important that we constantly talk about this and contribute to the conversation in a respectful way as well and you know right. with empathy 
which I think should be a big, big part of of this conversation about race. Absolutely, I, I think I think you said it uh, perfectly. There, I, I don't think I mean, the last thing we we want to do is to isolate our our allies or potential allies among the Chinese. Uh, I mean, there are you know sometimes you know like like the comment I mentioned the the first one at least. Uh, or do you look like uh, are you the other Indian person? I think that that's. I mean, it's hurtful, but I wouldn't say it's super malicious. I mean, and also there are gradations mm-hmm. of, of, of comments, right? And maybe that, that person should not be, we should not treat that person the same way as someone who goes out of their way to be nasty, right? So there must be different levels of education for, on, on our side yeah. or attempts to educate them. Uh, so uh, so uh, I wanted to ask you... But if Wally, Melvin, is it... Yeah, yeah, is carry, it... On, carry on, carry on, sorry, yeah. Is it our responsibility to educate? Okay, so I don't think it's our responsibility. We don't have a responsibility, but we would be more effective mm. than others in doing it, right? So, uh, so okay. So when I say our responsibility, it depends on who you mean by by our, right? So I wouldn't expect my parents. Uh, my my dad uh, passed away about a few months ago, so I wouldn't expect my parents or my mom or my uncles and aunts to to do the educating right but for someone like me who who is quite privileged right uh, i do feel that i have some responsibility to educate right uh, i think you have about what 6800 followers now <laughs> right so you have some resp- I, I think right but it's not just about responsibility right it's about effectiveness right i think if we do it i think we would be quite effective right mm. so uh, I get that. I get that. It's it's tiring for us to. It's all the time we have to do it, right? But uh, you started off by saying that you wanted to to make the world a better place for your daughter, right? So, mm-hmm. if it's not your responsibility as a minority, would you say it's a responsibility as a mother Absolutely. to educate other people? Yeah. 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 So yes. I guess the responsibility question. I mean, it's. I know. I yeah. mean, it's, it is frustrating. You know, Alfian mentioned this before, right? He mentioned that it is, but unfortunately, we—I mean, especially people in positions of privilege—have have more to do. I, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there was a question about um, something about how um, it's systemic as well. That's why it's exhausting. So in this in this question, like in, in you know with, with this comment, you know, what do our leaders you know have? can do you know how can we hold them accountable to make sure that the system is set out for not just for minorities to succeed but also to change the narrative surrounding the discussions on race and 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 all of it i don't know this is just something that i've also been reflecting on you know as well and pa is part of the system right it is an extension of yeah yeah for sure for Um, sure for sure Yeah. yeah Yeah, I so, think I think uh, one of the things that I worry about uh, when when we talk about representation and diversity in the in the broader sense, right? Uh, just like climate change, just like mental health, and also on diversity, mm-hmm. it's very easy to make performative gestures. It's very very easy, but actually, without doing the the, the necessary thing, it's very easy to come out with a status when everybody is doing it. Everybody is doing well. It's super uncontroversial to do so, but when actually there is when it's uh, it requires a bit more courage, right? That's when. Okay, so I would like to see the the pretty please incident, for instance, right? So I mean, this this is this is just my opinion. You don't have to comment, and I don't want to uh, bring any uh, get anybody into trouble. But this is my opinion. Okay, so uh, the pretty please incident uh, for those who remember initially when. The brown face ad was there. Nobody commented amongst the politicians. When Pretty Please came out, then there were a few politicians who said, oh, Pretty Please was wrong and the brown face ad was wrong. But before Pretty Please came out with the video, why didn't anybody say that? So I think that's where uh, sometimes these gestures, even though that statement is, I mean, it's good that they, they condemn the brown face ad, right? But I guess the timing always makes me feel okay is this performative why are you doing this so so that's why i think that that's we we need a lot a lot of them to do that no i know some of them 
and I'm not just talking. I'm not talking about politicians. I'm talking about elites and even elites within minority communities. Sometimes mm-hmm. they still have succeeded from uh, in the system, and I'm sure you have uh, experienced this as well, uh, sir. Uh, sorry, your your video hanged for a while. So, yeah, so oh. is yours. I mean, oh, I can okay. still hear you. I can hear but... you as well. So, yeah, yeah. So, okay. let's just... This is okay. going to be podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I'm sure you've heard this as well, right? So, minority elite. So, so, so for, for instance, right, I've, I've heard before, right? Uh, people uh, who are more successful in the Malay community saying that they wouldn't let their children play football because they don't want to mm-hmm. let their children fit. Uh, meet. I mean, you, you know that. Right? You know I was yeah, going to that. So, that. Uh, they yeah. don't want their children to mix with uh, other other Malays as well. So, I mean, there are all sorts of issues that I think we need more space to, to discuss this. And I think incidents like Pretty Places uh, and yours have opened up the space for that, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why I really, I really want you, uh, want to thank you for that. So, so Sarah, if Melvin Young asks you for Tetari, or maybe he has, mm-hmm. I wonder why he hasn't oh. actually. Would you accept? <laughs> and then he's yeah, gonna sure. take a picture with you and say, "Oh, we've discussed this." And <laughs> oh no, yeah, sure. <laughs> if he wants to have Tetari with me, sure. But um, yeah, it needs to go beyond. Uh, I met with Sarah and apologized in person, and you know. Um, and just, you know, I really wonder, you know, if he, because there was a light up incident, uh, incident, there was a light up event, um, you know, at the, for, for the Kyungbara Orchid with where the standee was as well. And I wonder if he saw it. Um, no. And what, what was it? There was a light up Hari Raya event um, to, at, at that stage, that very stage with oh, his okay. face and the right, right, right. thing, and coconut tree and all of it. Um, and yeah, so I wonder if he saw the standee, what he thought about it, if he did and he didn't say anything or think twice to think that something was wrong about it. So um, if I do have Tita him, I would love to know if he did see that and if he, if he did and he didn't say anything about it, then something is definitely wrong, right? And I think right. um, there was a comment right. there as well about internalized racism, um, which... It is what it is. We've been so conditioned to, you know, to think that this is a certain way, you know, that, uh, oh, it's so, there's nothing wrong with this because, you know, people are colorblind, I guess, or blind to, like, racism at play. Or there's nothing, there's nothing wrong because it doesn't impact them. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, the, that, that's probably what I was asking. If he saw it, <laughs> right, <laughs> why right, did he right, not right. say anything? If he didn't, right, right, then right, why right, does right. he think it's okay, wrong with interesting. it? Yeah. Right, so that's, that's a different... There's another angle to the to this whole saga, I suppose. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. quite complicated, right? So, so uh, are there any? It's not very complicated, you... though. No, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually, I take that back. I take that back. Actually, it's not complicated, right? And I think uh, I made the mistake that many people do fall into the trap of when they say when uh, an incident, a racial incident, oh, this is so complicated, right? When a lot of times it's not, right? So this is not complicated in the sense that who's right who's wrong that part is quite is quite uh, certain i'm just i'm just intrigued by the fact that there was a light up incident and wonder whether he saw whatever it is and you know even they, then they he have... definitely saw you know the for sure the, for sure and Rufa, what did he think tree, or was there was a bunga manga thinking, as well. yeah yeah and then also i mean if we can dig a, di- a little deeper right uh, are there the grassroots organizations, what's the, what's the level of representation, for instance, yeah. of the minorities, yeah. right? So, I mean, these are hard and tough questions, but I think questions that you asked, I think in I the did. initial... Yeah, yeah, you did. And I, I, I think I really, really thank you uh, for that. So, uh, are there... Is there anything that you want to tell us about the incident or anything else? Yeah, you no, yeah. I thought I'd just share that um, PA has replied uh, privately to my um, response to their apology. But because their email has been classified as restricted, I shall not um, share the contents of the email. Okay. But my husband and I, Razif, we have agreed to meet um, the chief executive director of PA in person to discuss this further because their response to me was also not satisfactory. So I thought it'd be easier to just meet in person and talk about it because I don't know who actually came up with the statements and the replies, you know, it might be easier to talk in person and 
and really find a common ground, I think, because I really think it, this, it would be such a missed opportunity to, yeah, take a step back and reflect and really think about what they can be as an organization and how they can, you know, lead the way in terms of, um, yeah, moving beyond racial tolerance um, and just really facilitating deeper, real and honest conversations what, about race. What would... Uh, th thanks for that update and it seems like you no know, you you did something that I really didn't like you know you tell us half the story but then you say I cannot tell more right I mean it makes yeah, it's worse but it is what it is right I, mean, I understand I, I understand want to get myself yeah, so into it's almost yeah yeah I mean, I, I mean so uh, we uh, it seems like we need a part two episode <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that offline okay so uh, what would you say we need to move beyond racial tolerance? And this will be my final question. Uh, what, would, what would that look like? What would racial harmony look like to you in Singapore? Uh, it would look like acknowledging, firstly, um, you know, that whatever we're going through as minorities, our unique lived experiences that have happened, that continue to happen is real is valid. Um, it's not something we're making up, you know, it's not something we're seeing to get more attention. Um, you know, racial harmony looks like them, not, not just them, you know, this isn't a majority, this is minority. Again, like I said, this is a, a Singaporean issue, right? I think um, just some form of like leveling the playing field, um, you know, that we, we set all races up for success and not just, you know, one group or one community over the other. And what that means is to get to the root of the issue, you know, and it starts from the top, I think, because they set the tone and then it trickles down to different pockets of society. So, um, yeah, I think there needs to be some unlearning, um, you know, in, in amongst our leaders and again I don't speak I don't speak I'm not a politician I'm not a community leader um, I'm not even a scholar or an academic that's, that's why am. that's why you speak the truth you are not a politician <laughs> that's why you're free to I say really whatever am. you want right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah a Singaporean who's an ethnic minority who's a mom who just wants you know who's invested in the future of Singapore because I have a daughter you know and and yeah and and yeah I just want it to be better you know have the lived experiences her future lived experiences to be better than ours today right final final question <laughs> is a follow-up to that so does that does that have to take place outside the cmio model or can that take uh, place inside the cmio gosh. model this is a loaded question well, it, <laughs> is, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, okay, so I I'll, think I'll I think it yeah, can you go, you go it first. can take place in the CMIO model. My my worry is I understand I understand the shortcomings of the CMIO model. My worry is if you remove that and you remove the safeguards for minorities, for instance, like the GRC, right? Uh, like the GRC. Um, what if we do not have Malay or Indian representation in the parliament, right? And then mm. we have no. Uh, safeguard or fallback. So I think whatever you said, I completely agree, but it can take place within the CMIO model. I understand that a lot of people are advocating for it to take place outside the CMIO model. I think that's a perfectly legitimate point of view as well. But I've really thought long and hard about it, but I remain to be convinced that uh, the latter is better than the former, even though I think it is legitimate. So, uh, so I just wanted to clarify, okay. Cindy asked, am I saying that all politicians don't speak the truth? No, but politicians embellish. <laughs> Sometimes they are very <laughs> self-censored, especially in public, right? Uh, it's, very, it's very hard to get, to extract truth out of them. Yeah. But yeah, so Sarah, final word. Yeah. yeah, no, I think about the CMIO model. I mean, I guess it could, but it can only... Um, take place, you know, within that premise, if there is acknowledgement um, and validation given to the nuances and the intersections of right. this, right. then it will, it could work. Because if not, right. then it's, it's just counterproductive, really. Right. Okay, Miss Sarah, thank you so much for today and, and not just today but for everything that you've done and been through over the past few weeks for the larger cause. Uh, I want to say thank you for your service. 
<laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, yeah, I think just anyone and everyone who has used your voice about this. Because again, while yes, it happened to Razif, my husband and I personally, it, you know, we are also ethnic minorities and it impacts, you know, the whole community as well. And I think, again, like my intention to continue and for this conversation is solely for my daughter um, first. Um, and yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's, it's been a lot. <laughs> It's right. been a lot, and and I'm, right. I'm grateful for you to uh, you know um, provide this space for me to share this and and what's no, been no, going no. on that, as well. I, but okay. yeah, I think I probably am going to take a step back <laughs> after this right. uh, because okay. it has taken a toll on my mental health too. I can um, imagine. I, I think people do not appreciate that, conversation. that emotional toll and mental toll. I mean, I can imagine every day you'll be waking up to see what well, there any updates and what. I mean. As much, even for people who are not really affected by what others say, I mean, to be affected is is human, right? I mean, you, I mean, mm. there's no way getting around it. Some somehow or other, you get, uh, get affected. So, so really, I really, really wanted to thank you for for everything that you've done. Thank you so much, Sarah. And as you can see from the comments, there, I mean, this is the one of the better, one of the best attended sessions. So obviously, there's there's a lot of support for you. Yeah, there's a lot of support. For you. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Good night and good night, Zara. Bye-bye. Good night. Thank you so much. Bye.